Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sice. I'm your host, Natalia, uh, and I'm glad to be here. <laughs> uh, okay, so today, what will we be talking about today? Uh, okay, so this time I kind of had like a, a plan set up. Um, and we're going to be talking about actually something that was discussed at a, a temple that I go to. So every Thursday I go to these classes at um, a Vedic temple, which is like a, a sect of Hinduism, uh, Advaita Vedanta, which uh, is basically um, based around non-dualistic uh, philosophies. Um, it's, it's just a one sect of many, many types of, uh, many sects of Hinduism. Um, so yeah, uh, yesterday's lesson was on prana and pranayama. And for those who don't know what prana or pranayama is, um, prana I would say is the life force energy that we have. Um, so our body has a, I think it, multiple energies but i know that um there's prana and apana which are um kind of like not opposing forces but they're two type of uh, energies that that flow in different ways in our body um but that that we didn't we didn't talk about that um we just kind of got around the basis of prana which was uh yeah it's 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 energy it's not um it's not physical energy it's not you know electrical energy um it's kind of what you hear when you uh and the funny thing was that he so the Swami that was speaking, um, he didn't know, and this was a question I asked at, at the end of it, but um, he, didn't, he doesn't know much on, like, other, other worldviews or, like, religious views or, like, philosophical views of life force energy. So he was saying, like, you know, New Age, um, New Age philosophy, which is, like, kind of modern-day spirituality now, as explained, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just energy, you know, vibes. Uh, in Chinese philosophy, you would hear qi or qi. Um, but uh, he, he was just saying, like, not, not to, to think about, like, those other ones, like, just stick with prana or whatever. So then I asked, I was like, well, are you saying that prana and, and qi and qi aren't, aren't the same thing? And then he was like, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't study those. Well, like, that was kind of unhelpful. But um, from what I've studied personally, uh, I'm pretty sure prana and uh, ki or chi are the same thing. And there's many other words and other, um, other philosophies and religions that, uh, that talk about this in many different names. But um, yeah. So, I mean, you could do further research for yourself, but it was just like an unpromising answer. And it was just like... All right. But, uh, oh, and uh, another topic we'll be talking about is comparative religion. It was something that, that he mentioned, too. But, uh, okay, first, let's, uh, let's keep going with the prana. So, yeah, prana is the life force energy. It's um, the energy that flows through us. If you've ever done, like, uh, those the magnetic force exercises in science class, like simple biology where you, like, rub your hands together, and then, like, when you separate them, you kind of feel this force in between your hands. Um, and it's a, a magnetic force that that's that prana that key so um because of the way it flows it it like brings your hands in when you breathe in and then when you breathe out it goes out and uh that's that's like kind of magnetic force um so yeah the then pranayama was the second um the second topic pranayama which is 
control of life force energy. So prana and then yama. Yama, control, prana, life force energy. So pranayama is the control of life force energy, which is um, the main source of where you get this life force energy is through breath. So pranayama is control of the breath. And um, if you know any of the... Uh, if you know of any... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, like breathing techniques, meditation techniques, uh, like inhale through the right nose, exhale through the left nose, um, just stuff like that, different kind of uh, breath breath work techniques or whatever um, in meditation, meditative practices, which are also done like Buddhism, different, uh, different branches of Buddhism, Hinduism, as you know. Um, yeah, most of, most of those Eastern philosophies. Um, so yeah, we talked about a little bit of like the basis. We, we just talked about the basis of things. So like prana, pranayama, and then um, he, he kind of just like lightly went over pranayama and like what it is, how it works, um, who, who created it. It was just, it was no, no details, but it was a very interesting topic because of the uh, the way they approached the subjects because it's like I didn't know what to expect from the lesson since uh, I'm very new to to Vedic philosophy so I'm more there see my thing is like I'd love to to study different different philosophies that kind of base around the same thing um, just so I can get a, a good conceptual idea of how how we work how the Earth works how the universe works. Um, and see see the commonalities throughout all of them to, to kind of get the bigger picture. Um, that's my thing. But uh, that, that was like a thing that, that was like spoken against yesterday. And it was like, um, so yeah, this is when it comes into a comparative religion. He says, uh, now in days, you know, a lot of people are, are into comparative religion, like looking, looking into different philosophies and, and religions and, and trying to see what, what's common between them. And um, practicing practicing all of them, basically. And he was like, don't do that. That's not... He didn't say... I don't know if he said don't do that. But he was just kind of talking down on it. And I mean, like, I'm not going to be all offended or anything. It was just more like... It, I was more interested in how he felt about it. But I think he wasn't... I'm not sure if he was speaking from a personal view. Or as, like, in talking for the the Vedic... Vedic philosophy culture, I guess you would say. Um, and then, yeah, somebody somebody agreed. They were like, yeah, they said, uh, dig one well deeply. And this is actually something I've heard before uh, in, in different, time, different times. I don't know, like, different things I've read or just... I've heard this a couple times before where it's like, yes, you can explore all of these things, but in order to reach that end goal, that, that awareness, that... Um, I guess you would say Buddhahood, that, um, that's kind of the end goal in all of these philosophies, you need to pick one. Pick one and dedicate yourself to that one. And I guess I can understand, because if you're spending so much time practicing a little bit of everything, you're never really going to get the, to the end result, I guess you would say. And as, uh, as many people have said, all paths lead to, lead to the one goal. Um... It just, all religions are basically ending at the same thing. That that was the basis of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could just pick whichever one works more for you, and then 
and then you'll reach that end goal. And then I was trying to see personally, like, does that relate to me? Like, okay, am I going to go around, you know, practicing all this stuff and then be like, okay, I think this one works for me. But then I'm like, if you read my blog posts, I talk so much about how, like, my main life goal is to attain enlightenment. But I've, after all these, not all these years, but I've come to realize that in this lifetime, that's that won't be possible physically just because... um. In order to attain that consciousness, you can't be in the human body. It's beyond beyond form, beyond beyond thought, beyond mind, beyond time and space. So in order to to attain that, you can't be in this physical body. But, um, I mean, maybe when I die, but I, I don't know what happens when I die. Um, so it's more for the journey now and more of my interest in all of these things. But I see, and as everybody sees, truth in all of them. So, like, it's my interest to practice all of them, not for the end result, but I guess just to practice all of them? I don't really know. But, um, yeah, so, uh, that, that, it was just weird. He was, like, talking down on that, and then, like, people were agreeing. And it just gave me a lot of, uh, food for thought just to see different people's views and, like, especially this, this, um, certain sect or philosophy's views on that, um, but yeah, wait, actually, let me go through my notes, see what he talked about in uh, prana, Pranayama. Oh, okay, so this is where I was going to go with that. Okay, so pran, uh, Pranayama. Pranayama is uh, breath work, right? And uh, this is something I was going to be talking about, is the eight limbs of uh, yoga. Not the eight limbs of yoga, but different types of yoga. Um, so Pranayama is one of the eight limbs of Ashtanga yoga, which is eight-limbed yoga, or Raja yoga. Um, Raja yoga is like kind of i wouldn't say the first yoga uh but it's like very it's king yoga that's what it's known as um it's a very uh i I think i think this is what i i got from it so as he's speaking um he was mentioning uh raja yoga uh i guess that's the basis of their philosophy i couldn't really i'm pretty sure that that that's what they they mostly stay to so like if you research into Vedanta, uh, Advaita Vedanta, uh, it's basically the um, the learning, the knowledge of self. So their philosophy is, you know, finding themselves, finding their true nature, that divinity with, uh, within them that is also within God, you know. So that's their, it's their whole thing is like, you know, self, self-discovery to, to attain that, that knowledge of your inner divinity. Um, and they see as all the other things such as pranayama and like, uh breath work asanas which is um another form of the eight limb yoga which is uh you know regular like not regular but like oh i'm going to yoga today type that type of yoga which are asanas postures um stuff like that it's they're they see them all as tools to help but if you're focusing on those you're missing the main purpose of that that awareness to see that divinity you know you're focusing on the on the tools on the little things but you're using those tools to to get to the the main the main idea the main goal so that's their thing is the main goal the bigger picture focusing on the bigger picture and kind of uh using the little the little pictures as uh as tools to help them see the bigger picture kind of like a puzzle they're focusing on uh you know the main picture of the puzzle not the pieces uh but yeah so um raja yoga king yoga it's very scientific step by step uh 
it's more attractive to you know like the the logical western kind of mind masculine energy kind of thing um very like uh okay you gotta do this you gotta do that um it's very like psychological base you know focuses on mental states delusion suffering stuff like that uh like where suffering comes from and uh so yeah a part of this uh raja yoga is uh eight-limbed yoga which um, I'm not going to get into in this episode. If you want me to get into uh, what the eight limbs of yoga are, I mean, like, you can, you can just look them up if you want. But uh, those, I'll just go over them quickly. They're uh, observances, uh, abstinences, restraints. Uh, yeah, abstinences are restraints. Uh, posture, which is the asanas. Uh, control of life force, which is the pranayama. Uh, turning the senses inward. Uh, concentration meditation and reintegration which is uh, like that oneness becoming that oneness um but yeah so two two of those eight limbs of the of the ashtanga yoga which is a uh, part of the raja yoga is uh the asanas and pranayama which um they ever it's it's mostly seen as a a different form of yoga which is hatha yoga one of the uh, other main main forms of uh yoga so we have raja yoga and then we have hatha yoga now asanas and pranayama from the eight limbs of yoga from raja yoga are more seen as hatha yoga and more seen as like a separate practicing system so uh i i guess they don't practice that unless but then again like I mean, if you're mainly only focusing on Raja Yoga, I'm pretty sure they're not going to focus on that. But um, the these forms of yoga are seen as tools to, um, seen as like different, yeah, basically tools, different things you can use to to gain this, uh, you know, see the bigger picture or like gain that that one goal, that Buddhahood, you know, that uh, that oneness. They're not uh, pathways. You don't have to stick to one. You can practice uh, you can practice various one as many. Many yogis do practice many forms of yoga at once. Um, so yeah, Hatha yoga now is uh, very correlated with Tantra yoga. Tantra yoga. If um, you don't, I mean, everybody, I feel like everybody's heard of Tantra. Especially if you're listening to this and you know, you know, you kind of know base spirituality. Tantra yoga is more uh, correlated with, you know, sex. That's what you think when you hear Tantra yoga. And it's really not. I mean, sex is like a thing that's mentioned in it and practiced as a as a spiritual thing but that's not all what tantra yoga is it's more of a you know spiritual development through the uh, mundane so like the physical body so like instead of uh you know focusing on the spiritual because there's a lot of uh hindu hindu sects and uh philosophies that kind of see the body as nothing we're just kind of like a sack of bag and a bag of like bones and like blood just holding you know this inner spirit so like i guess they don't take like a good care of their bodies or something because i mean they're, they're it's the body's not a concern to them it's what's inside you know but um hatha yoga tantra yoga says uh otherwise they're you know this is our body is our temple you know this thing is holding our consciousness so we must take care of it like and that's just like i personally feel i'm sure a lot of you feel like that too but um just certain people certain people don't so um yeah hatha yoga is a spiritual development through the mundane mundane the physical body um it's very uh feminine kind of energy you know like goddess worship uh sexuality if you will uh it's the creative force creative energy and uh, it also involves kind of like 
limited intoxication i guess you would say maybe psychedelics or it's just very physical you know like um focusing on the body using the body as a tool to to you use in spiritual development um but it's a uh, it's also comes from a blend of many uh different ancient beliefs and practices um so it's a it's a mixture of a, a few things but that's what hatha yoga is so um Pranayama is more seen as a hatha yoga. Um, so I guess that's why they, they didn't... They, they kind of just went over the, the basis of it, of like what it is, but they're not going to get into it because that's not their practice. That's what they were saying, basically. Like, if you're into that, uh, then you've come to the wrong place, basically. And I was like, oh, have I come to the wrong place? But I mean, like, obviously I haven't come to the wrong place because it doesn't matter, like, if they don't... I'm still interested in what they're they're talking about. You know, it they do speak truth and they do have um, you know that that logical aspect of uh, you know this uh, spiritual development and inner philosophy. Um, but I am very much interested in this hatha yoga. I actually, I guess I would say I'm a practitioner of hatha yoga um, uh, because I, I definitely do see this body as a temple and I do practice asanas, which is a you know let's go to yoga this morning type type yoga and uh pranayama i'm very much into different types of uh breath work techniques that you can use to reach these higher states of consciousness which are awesome by the way you should definitely look into pranayama i would say maybe be not be careful but like know what you're doing before you do it. don't just like be like oh i'm gonna try pranayama today and then you just do it i mean you could but then like look into it first <laughs> uh okay the next form of uh yoga is bhakti yoga bhakti yoga i'm very much a practitioner of bhakti yoga um bhakti yoga is devotion it's a surrender to the oneness to the god uh prayer singing kirtan which is uh singing these spiritual songs uh, mantras, studying scriptures, worship, rituals. It's very, very esoteric. I guess it was not esoteric, but like there is an esoteric uh, kind of sense to it as well as in Hatha Yoga. But um, it's very devotional. It's very um, correlated with actually most world religions, you know, like praying and stuff like that, going to temple, doing these uh, rituals and worship and stuff like that. It's very, you know, like you would think Christianity because, you know, you go to church, you pray um uh yeah so it's it's very much that but ah bhakti bhakti yoga i love it it's it's very it's surrender that's what i see it mostly surrender to the unknown which you don't know it's releasing that ego that you have within you that says things are this way uh this is how it works things have to be done like this and it's just like just let it go the universe is beautiful it does amazing things there's so many things we don't know there's so many things we will not know as humans it's just it's it's a very powerful force this this oneness this absolute this brahma if you will and it's surrendering to that it's just surrendering to the the flow of life basically um so yeah that's the uh that's the third type i would say uh jnana yoga is uh fourth um i would say it's the yoga of wisdom the pathless path it's very scientific as well um along with raja yoga um it involves uh inquiry and questioning knowledge of the self self self-reflection 
uh, which is kind of, it kind of not, it bounces, not bounces against, but go, it's maybe not the opposite, but kind of uh, doesn't, doesn't go with bhakti. Um, it's more seeing, seeing what's happening, uh, questioning and uh, discovering. It says, uh, don't just put your faith into whatever you don't know. Like, don't just follow and believe, you know, question everything. Um, look deep within, ask questions, discover, see it for yourself type thing. And, um, I'm also very much an advocate for jhana yoga. It's, uh, I, I completely respect this. I see, and I also, I would say I'm a follower of because, you know, you have you have to question everything. You can I mean, you could just like blindly follow something, but without that knowledge, you're not you're never gonna know what you're following. Um, yeah, you can use your faith, but it's good to it's good to kind of know. But this one's more like a you know see it before you believe it type of thing. And and I guess this is what kind of started my my deep interest in spirituality. So like I kind of like dabbled into it. Like when I first started getting to spirituality, I'm it resonated with the words of like whatever I was studying at the time, uh, just basic stuff like energy, chakras type thing. Not even chakras. It was more like um, I don't even know what it was in the beginning. I used to watch spirit science. If you if you haven't, I got put on spirit. That's literally what put me on to like uh, this uh, modern new age philosophy before uh, before. I mean, spirituality. It started years ago, but like this uh, new age philosophy started very much with. Um, spirit spirit science like i put on spirit science if you don't know what it is look it up on youtube it's kind of like uh these like drawings that that explain so much but this is like when spirit science first came out not anymore like first like first few episodes like female energy masculine energy yin and yang very basic stuff but very true stuff that resonated with me very well that i had no prior knowledge of but as i was hearing it i'm like this is so true like i don't know how i know this but i know this it was kind of like me remembering and that's very much what happens with uh with spirituality okay so yeah um where was, what was i saying spirit science uh in the beginning it was just more like a you know, learning stuff rather than, it was just like, oh, wow, this is how it works, you know, I agree, I agree, um, but the more I dug deeper into my spiritual practice, the more I, I was experiencing these things, it wasn't, it wasn't just hearing them anymore, it was experiencing it and seeing it for myself, and that's what made me dive deeper into this practice, just because, like, I wasn't blindly following it anymore. I was seeing it for myself. I was manifesting with my my hand, not my physical hands, but like I can literally create anything that I wanted. And I saw that and I was exercising that and I was playing with my life force energy. You know, you can actually feel it in your body. You can do all these practices where you, you can control it. You can feel it. And it's just like I was doing all this stuff that that was verifying everything that I've been learning and and that was that's what did it for me you know it's one thing believing and putting your faith into it but seeing it and experiencing it for yourself is completely different and that's that's kind of what changed my life so uh, i'm very much a, an advocate of jhana yoga it's um you know seeing it for yourself and they say you know um if you open your eyes this is jhana yoga if you open your eyes and see the sacredness in life if you see this oneness this powerful beautiful force you're not going to need rituals. You're not going to need these tools and stuff. To, 
because you already know you see it you know this this is oneness this is this is the life you know um all of that's you know extra you could do all that but you know like this is here this is here right now see it now and and that's all there is so um yeah it's it's great i love it um so yeah that's jhana yoga uh the next one i don't know this is the last one for me yeah i don't know there might be other types of yoga but um i'm pretty sure there are many types of yoga but these are like the main main ones uh so yeah a last one that i'll be mentioning is karma yoga and this is the yoga of action the yoga of doing it's um bringing that awareness that that wholeness uh into everything you do laundry uh dishes you know like talking to people going to work just in all of your actions bringing that 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 spiritual essence that knowledge that awareness into you at all times um it's like uh it's a it's like a quote that i i've heard um where did i hear this quote it's a i think it's a zen proverb and it's um or like buddhist quote or something and it's like uh before enlightenment chop the wood carry the water something like that and then it's like after enlightenment chop the wood carry the water it's like this this essence this everythingness this enlightenment as i would say is always is as always constantly you may not feel it but it's always there it's within you it's there and once you become aware of it once you become in that enlightened state it's still there it was never not there and never left you shouldn't have to change what you do you know it's it's the same as everything was you know um so yeah it's uh it's it's bringing that awareness into everything bringing it into everything before and after uh as i would say you know can you talk like you can talk the talk but can you walk the walk it's it's doing that yeah i can i can speak all this stuff to you i can say be the greatest version of yourself do this do that but if i'm not doing it myself then what am i really doing you know so you can preach it but make sure you you actually do what you say you know be an advocate of your own words uh it also is a <coughs> um based on like a selfless service seva which is a, a term in buddhism pretty sure in, in hindu as well selfless service uh serving others with no expectation in return whatsoever it's it's helping helping the universe this goes along with bhakti you know like serving the universe you're serving the universe everybody is god right you're god the person next to you is god if you're serving others you're serving god right serve others as you would serve your own self you are the world it's a uh, karma yoga quote you are the world yeah but these are all uh, these are all tools to help on our journey it's not um they're not uh pathways you can practice many um don't feel limited to just one um, I forgot who was talking about this. They said, um, I think it was on meditative practices. You know, if if you're practicing one thing, you know, you practice it for a really long time and it worked for you in the beginning, but then it it just doesn't resonate with you anymore, then you should move on. Look into other practices. Um, just every just do whatever benefits you. You know, don't feel limited or 
restrained to anything whatsoever. Um, but yeah, these are these yoga forms all balance each other out. You know, like jhana yoga balances out the bhakti. So like, put your faith in things, but also question everything. You know, uh, raja yoga balances out that uh, physical yoga. So raja yoga says, you know, be that inward spiritual essence. Hatha yoga says, also integrate you know the physical and the mundane uh, but yeah those are the those are the types of yoga and that that was kind of what i learned yesterday um comparative religion um what else what else can we talk about i think i think that should be it pretty much um some announcements before we leave uh i'm gonna be doing some interviews which is awesome uh, two weeks from now, I'm going to be doing an episode with, uh, somebody I found on Instagram, uh, both, uh, follow each other, and, uh, he talks a lot on, uh, manifestation, law of attraction, he has a YouTube channel, self-improvement, stuff like that, so it's going to be really nice to have him on the show and, and touch these topics from, uh, another perspective point of view, and then, uh, a couple weeks after that, I'm going to be doing another interview with, uh, a good friend of mine, he's 17, and he actually just started his own podcast as well, uh, kind of based around, um, spirituality as well, and uh, trying to guide, you know, the younger generation, which is really awesome. Uh, so it will be nice to have, um, you know, that that younger kind of point of view. Even though he has a pretty old soul, um, it'd be nice to have, uh, you know, that perspective. So, yeah, uh, we have two interviews coming up. And then um, I just have a little story for us, guys. Um, no no plan or anything. It just kind of comes to me whenever. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited for the future of this podcast and everything that we're going to be touching. Uh, but yeah, so that should, uh, that should be it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I love doing this so far. If you're listening, tell me what you have to say. My Instagram is, uh, Natalia of Earth. N-A-T-A-L-I-A of Earth. This planet Earth. So yeah, this was another episode of Third Eye Sipes. Be sure to follow on um, whatever you're listening to this so you can get updates on when I post next episodes. I'll be trying to post episodes every Friday. I actually will be posting episodes every Friday. Not trying to. If I don't, then shame on me. I'll post the next day, if anything. But nope, every Friday. So stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram. So I will also be announcing when I post new episodes and any other announcements you need to know. Uh, if you want to follow my blog, I'll be posting a blog post every Monday. Uh, my blog is the writings of Natalia at wordpress.com dot wordpress.com and then um yeah I'll be posting a blog post every uh Monday which will basically probably be it's it's a journal so it's like inner thoughts of me on this path and then also like probably things I've learned and like things I've been thinking about it's a it's some pretty deep stuff and then uh Wednesdays I'm going to be trying to post a new poem every Wednesday um most of them are going to be bullshit poems because you know beautiful poems don't always come to me uh, it's more going to be like free verse, uh, just kind of trying to exercise my craft. So I'll be trying to do that every Wednesday. But a uh, new blog post every Monday and new podcast episode every Friday. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's been great. Uh, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.